Cheers, everybody. Welcome into the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall. Hope you're having an awesome day. I'm going to talk to you today, give you a little update on markets, right? The markets kind of all-time highs, bouncing a little bit. This is right around the middle of uh, or towards the end of April of 2021 as I'm shooting this. So if you're watching this in 2030, you'll be like, uh, I don't, this doesn't really connect. <laughs> okay. Um, but what I also want to talk about digital assets. You know, some of the things that are coming out today, you're hearing of NFTs and um, all of some of the other things that are happening with crypto and non-crypto. So we're going to talk a little bit about NFTs specifically today, what that looks like. Just to wet the whistle, we're not going to dive too deep into wet the whistle. And we're going to talk about tax season, taxes, because... This year, uh, as you may know, taxes has been extended till May 17th, and there's a couple things that we want to be looking at, I think, to be proactive this year in the process of preparing for taxes. So let's jump into this. Markets right now, as we speak, markets are all-time highs. I think if you're in a place where you're uh, buying stocks or you're buying different ETFs or you're buying mutual funds or you are all in, this is probably a good time to reevaluate uh, where things are. You know, the year over year for the market, it's up a little over 40%. Year to date, the market's up over 10%. And will it continue to go higher? Well, obviously, we know a lot of this push has been coming from uh, stimulus money. There is uh, the fact and the feeling of an economic resurgence a little bit, quite honestly, because, you know, now the economies have been opening back up in many ways. COVID has kind of been, been dying down in many places, and we're seeing doors open, businesses open. That's all good, positive signs for the economy. The question is, you know, what does that look like in the future and how much farther will it go? I personally believe that there is some room for continued growth. I would be, we'll call it partially cautious, let me say cautiously optimistic when it comes to the markets in general. However, I think this is a great time to step back and reevaluate your portfolio just to make sure that you're not over-concentrated in any one position, just to make sure that you're not in a place where you have um, uh, not enough of the correct diversification in your portfolio. I think these are all things that will help uh, fare you well long term. You know, one of the biggest reasons that people blow themselves up from an investment perspective is they get emotional. They either go all in on something that they just really, really, really believe in. And by the way, there are no guarantees in life, right? It's been said before, the only thing we can <laughs> guarantee in life are death and taxes. We're going to talk about taxes a little bit later, but there's really no guarantees. We don't know exactly what's going to grow, what's not going to grow, when it's going to grow, when it's not going to grow. So the idea of having proper diversification, really bringing efficiency into the portfolio with off-market structure and alternative structures and other investment structures, even insurance-based contracts, if necessary with your portfolio, to create the kind of blend necessary to give you the investments that are really going to help you um, stand the test of time. And when the winds blow, you want to be able to be solid and stable. I mean, just like the tree, right? A tree gets more, uh, gets stronger, not more stronger, that's bad English, <laughs> but it gets stronger the more the winds blow. So that's important. All right, so let's jump over now. We talked about just a quick overview on markets. So there's my, my sediment there, cautiously optimistic. Pay attention. I think there's some opportunities. Make sure you're looking to buy dips. I know with uh, the, the families that on the other companies that we're serving, we're in a place through U.S. Private Wealth. That's a separate company from this, but we are looking to enter strategically with some of the cash on the sidelines um, as the dips happen into opportunistic environments. So be paying attention to cautiously stepping in to opportunities and never going all in. 
That's a good rule of thumb. So NFTs, what are they? Well, we're hearing a lot of talk today about cryptocurrency. We're hearing a lot of talk today about uh, digital assets. We're hearing a lot of talk about, uh, you know, the blockchain. In fact, I just saw recently, <clears throat> I was talking with my son, Cyrus, he's 13, and uh, he's going through a variety of different things. In fact, I have him doing some research for us on some things because he just loves it, right? And it's a great way to uh, bring him into the space and, and bring him into the knowledge of some of the things that we're doing. And so he's doing some research around NFTs. And also, uh, I mentioned to him a new course that is being offered now by MIT on blockchain. So it's so interesting that this is becoming part of mainstream. You know, we, we, when we take a look back, if you haven't had children uh, for several years, right? My kids are 13, 11, twins are 10. So I've been able to watch the progression of this. And that is years ago, if you do have kids, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you're a grandparent and you've watched your grandkids, uh, you'll probably know what I'm talking about here as well. But they have played a game called Minecraft. And if you think about it, really what Minecraft is, is, is it's a bunch of kids getting together and they're doing coding, right? They're doing all of this coding is essentially what Minecraft is, something that is necessary with a lot of the digital technology and things that we have in our society today. Well, now we're hearing things more and more mainstream about blockchain and about crypto and about, you know, all of these other little things that are, that are occurring. NFTs is one of them. And in fact, this is something that we're going to be looking at. Many of you, I know some of you are in a place where you need, maybe you have a, a fair amount of wealth and you have a question of where should I go, Mike, to really get an efficient plan? Well, one place, one great place to go is to head over to leanonthewall.com. Again, leanonthewall.com. That's where their team there can help you craft that plan. If you don't have, you know, we'll call it over a million dollars, a great place you can go where rolling out a wealth club is to Private Wealth Club. And that's just by going to privatewealthclub.co. You can head over there. A lot of great information. We're going to be talking in more in depth about some of these things. But NFTs essentially are <clears throat> digital assets that um, represent a variety of unique, tangible, and intangible items. Now, this kind of sounds crazy for a minute, but it's basically a digital asset that you can own, that you can keep, that you can sell, that you can trade, um, representing some type of a, a tangible or intangible asset. Let's talk about tangible for a minute, like a pair of shoes. Let's say you have a pair of collectible uh, Nike Jordan, like a pair of Jordans from years ago, Michael Jordan, shoes that are collectibles. Well, you can literally now create a digital asset that is replicating digitally the shoes that you have and sell it. It's like, how does that even work? Why would anybody even buy that? Well, you know, it's like anything else. We live in a world where um, markets exist if people are willing to pay for it. And that's really what creates a market, if you think about that. I mean, when you think about options as an example that have been traded, you know, it used to be you buy stocks, you buy parts of companies, shares of company through buying stocks, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And then we're in a place where we would buy mutual funds, which has been around for a long time. Mutual funds were essentially the idea of diversifying and buying a variety of stocks by buying this one fund that is mutually owned by different people, a variety of people. And then came out these instruments called ETFs, right? Exchange-traded funds, which kind of mimics some type of an index or something like that where we could buy. Oftentimes, they were lesser expensive. The fees were lower cost sometimes and things that way. 
Uh, then came out years ago, obviously, also options, the ability to buy an option on stocks. Stocks. So the ability to basically buy the option, which is basically a contract that you could own and purchase for a much reduced cost. So if the stock was $100 a share, you might be able to buy an option on that stock for a dollar a share. And that option that you bought is basically a contract for you to whether or not you want to buy the stock at a certain price or, or, or not. And there's other ways that you can get deep into that and do other trading. And now we got digital currency, right? It's crazy where things are going, but it's amazing the markets that are being created. And there's a lot of money that's being made in some of these spaces. So this is something that I just wanted to kind of brush on briefly um, because I think this is something that we got to be thinking about, we got to be talking about. I wanted to bring to, to you as a kind of a consumer awareness uh, NFTs. You can start doing a little research on those. We're going to unpack more information on that on future shows as well. But these are some of the things that we want to be mindful of so we can be staying ahead of the curve, staying um, in, in, in front of opportunities that arise as they come along our way. Remember, the, the whole idea with investing is to grow our wealth in such a way that we are not only growing our value, we're, we're mitigating and reducing our taxes, but we're creating a kind of sustainable lifestyle, not only for ourselves, but generations to come and giving back to those in need along the way. Very important on this investment journey. <clears throat> now, I want to take a minute and talk, just switch gears for a minute, talk about taxes, because this is something that we are seeing a big change on. If you know, if you've been listening to this InvestWell show for a little while now, you know that I've been talking in the past about taxes. I've talked about the new wealth tax coming, potentially. I've talked about the financial transaction tax potentially coming. I've talked about some other things. Uh, that, that we're seeing. I've also talked about ways to mitigate taxes with investments. Um, and I want to talk about some of the things that are coming up today. And I thought this is interesting. What sparked my interest, I'm going to reference here, there was an article in the Rolling Stone that talked about the fact that Bob Dylan, remember Bob Dylan? Well, Bob Dylan and Paul Simon have literally just recently uh, sold the rights to their music catalog. And I'll, and I'll read this. Uh, Bob Dylan recently sold the rights to his music catalog for $400 million. And essentially, Paul Simon did the same thing. And Rolling Stone is, is reporting that the primary reason that they did this, wait for it, is not because they needed the money. Not because they were in a place where they were like, you know what, I want to buy another house um, or whatever. It's because of taxes, and they did it this year. Isn't it interesting? There's, there, in the article, it talks about the fact that a beneficial tax window is closing fast. Joe Biden's tax plan includes altering capital gains tax so that it falls in line with income tax for any asset sale over $1 million. Now, this is really important if you think about this for a minute, okay? Because at the end of the day, um, right now, the federal level for ordinary income tax is 37%. Capital gains tax, as an example, typically is around 20%. So that's a 17% difference. Now, there's a desire to not only raise the ordinary income tax from a federal perspective, but there's also a desire to raise the capital gains tax so it comes in line with um, uh, the ordinary income tax. Now, why this is so important as you're listening to this show is because if you own real estate, 
um, that is not your personal property. If you own uh, stocks that are not in IRA type accounts, if you own other assets, a business, things like that, right? When you sell those, those assets are taxed at a capital gains tax bracket or it's capital gains rate, okay? Now, when you look at all of this and you say, okay, yeah, I have assets like that. I'd like to sell them. Well, when you sell them, if they're taxed at ordinary income rates or the capital gains rates, let's say, move up to be like ordinary income rates, that is a significant difference on your tax outlay and your tax structure. Let me, let me read this for you uh, from the article. In layman's terms, uh, from Bob Dylan and, uh, and, and, and Paul Simon, here's, here's the reality. Remember, we talked about capital gains taxes and falling in line and all that. Let me, let me share this with you. In layman's terms, here's what it means. That will increase the tax rate on the sale of a lucrative asset. In other words, an asset that's worth a lot of money, right, over a million at least, uh, from around 20% to around 37%, which we talked about for high, in, high earners. Now, that level for high earners keeps coming down. Okay, so that's important to watch, and we're going to be watching that and talking about that on the show. So Bob Dylan is an example. So let's just take him from the article Rolling Stones, and, and I'm going to read this to you. We can talk about it. But Bob Dylan, who sold his publishing catalog for $400 million, so he sold his publishing catalog for $400 million, uh, at a 20% tax, he's due to pay $80 million to the government. Okay, so $400 million, 20% tax, $80 million to the government. If it was... 37%, in other words, if it was taxed at the same rate as ordinary, ordinary income, the taxes would be an additional $65 million. So not only would it be $80 million, it would be an additional $65 million added on top of that for the taxes, which is obviously why he went ahead and did what he did this year. Now, that is not assuming that there's any advanced tax planning on that sale. There's a lot of different things that you can do to reduce your income on paper and things like that. And by the way, if you got questions about that, you have a you have a sale of a business coming up. You got sale of real estate, sale of stocks that are not IRAs. You're like, man, I'm going to get killed in taxes. What can I do? This is something where you need to reach out. You need to get some advanced tax planning. Head over to leanonthewall.com. Great team there. Leanonthewall.com. Uh, they can help you. Our team can help you there with what's needed. But this is so important. I want to play a clip clip real quick from um, a gentleman. Talking about taxes, uh, this is this is uh, Peter Marici, I think is how you say his name. I don't want to kill it, but Peter Marici, and he talks about this. Let's take a minute and listen to this. Well, it's the capital gains tax increase. It's the increase in the ordinary tax rates. It's capital gains at death. It's the estate tax and so forth. If you add it all up together and you're a venture capitalist, you're looking at an 80% marginal rate if you live in New York City or California on investing in a new venture. Why would you take the risk of putting money into an eight, nine, 10 ventures? Two are going to come through if you're going to be facing an 80% tax rate on your winner. I mean, that's insane. All right, so Peter there is talking about obviously about ventures and, and, and new business opportunity and investments, but I wanted to bring that out to you just just quickly. Um, it's a little bit different than some of the things that we've talked about here, as far as you know, sale of assets and things like that. But it is important because when you when you invest in new ventures, right, and then you sell out of your investment and you take your money back, you're in a place where you could be uh, paying a ton of money in taxes. Now, why this matters to the to the economic engine. You know, everybody wants to say, oh, my goodness, I want to save money in taxes. This is so important. And yes, that is important. 
But another factor that I don't think a lot of people are really talking about is how this will affect the economic engine of the country. Think about it for a minute. If you're in a place where um, you want to grow a business or you want to or you want to see a new market develop or grow, the only way that happens is by new assets, new investments, new capital coming into those structures. Okay, and if you're literally in a place where uh, there is huge penalty. If you get into a certain investment, there's huge penalty when you exit if you make a profit, and the penalty is taxes. You know, as, as Peter talked about there in, in New York, some investments and structures, everything added in, it could be as upwards of 80%. I mean, that's just crazy. Why would you take all the time? Why would you take all the risk to invest money into something where you could potentially be paying that much in taxes? It just doesn't make sense. So what's going to happen is, is it's literally going to stifle the economic engine of this country, I think, in a big way. So, so taxes rising are not just about how we get to pay more on uh, the sale of assets, the sale of stocks, the sale of businesses, but it also is about uh, repressing some new growth that could happen because people are literally in a situation where they don't want to take not only the risk, compiled with the opportunity to, to basically have everything in profit go to taxes. This is a big, big deal. And this is why we need to be aware of what's happening, not only in the tax structure, but also how our investments are designed, how our investments are, are, are uh, really implemented. So that way we can be maximizing what we're doing on the sale, on the build out, on the distribution of everything that we're doing with our investment. This is so key. Listen, you've worked hard for what you have. You've worked hard for, for where you are to get to where you are. I know I have for the last 20 years of being in business, learning lots of things. Many of you know I've commentated nationally on CNBC, Fox, Bloomberg for six years, talking about all kinds of different things. And one of the things that I've learned over the years of owning businesses and commentating nationally and doing all of these things in life is growing business is not easy. And it still amazes me today. I'll be honest with you, it still amazes me today how far we've come as a country in spite of the government. It's amazing to me how far we've come in spite of the government. But now, with this new administration, they want to throw on even more water to the fire, to the economic fire, which is taxes. And obviously, they'll label this in ways to say, well, we got to pay for this, and we got to pay for that, and we got to pay for this. And that's for a completely different conversation. I believe that the government needs to get more out of our life instead of more into our life. But it's so important for us to understand that as we invest our money, if you are in a place where you want to protect what you have, grow what you have reasonably, and mitigate your taxes, not only for you, but your future legacy of your family and whatever you wear that, wherever you want that money to go, whether, you're, whether you have monies uh, going to foundations or whatever it may be, these are things that we have to be looking at. I hope that gave you some insight on a variety of different topics this show. Listen, as always, we appreciate you listening, tuning in, dialing into the show. If you're listening on podcasts, jump over to YouTube. We're going to be shooting there for some time, at least a little while now. Um, and all you got to do is head over to Michael D. Wall. Michael D. Wall is where you can find the show uh, for the InvestWell show. We love your comments. We love your feedback. And I know that you got folks that you're interacting with, texting with, talking to socially that have questions about investments, about taxes, about new investment opportunities that are coming. 
and make sure you share this with them so they can like and subscribe and, and click notification bell just like you on this show uh, on YouTube and things. So that way you can be up to date on some of the new stuff coming out. Super excited. Hey, we got coming out a series. If you're a business owner, there's a three-part series that we did on business coaching. I had my brother-in-law in uh, in the Wall Lehman company that we have doing executive coaching, succession planning, talent management. We did a three-part series on business coaching and basically uh, finding leaders and growing leaders in your organization all the way to succession planning, handing the baton to when you want to get out and sell and all that. You're not going to want to miss that series. Great series coming up here on the Invest Well Show. Hey, until next time, thanks for dialing in and tuning in. And as always, my desire is for you to live on purpose so you and I and all of us can live with purpose. That's how we change the world. Thanks for dialing in. We'll talk to you next show. See ya. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Invest Well Show. Please note that this information shared on the show is not investment advisory advice, and it may not be reflective of your personal situation or the needs that you have. If you have questions specific to your financial situation, please make sure that you reach out to an investment advisor directly or a tax attorney or tax coach or CPA to help you with your personal situation. Any additional questions that you may have, please make sure that you seek out a professional to get the guidance needed for your specific situation. Again, all content and information shared on this show is not to be deemed as specific investment advisory advice.